You're listening to To Dine for the Podcast, the Shot Put Media production, presented by MasterCard. Start something priceless. What's better in life than a bottle of wine, great food, and an amazing conversation? My name is Kate Sullivan, and I am the host of To Dine For. I'm a journalist, a foodie, a traveler with an appetite for the stories of people who are hungry for more. Dreamers, visionaries, artists, those who hustle hard in the direction they love. I travel with them to their favorite restaurant to hear how they did it. This show is a toast to them and their American dream. To Dine For the Podcast is brought to you by Terlato Wine Group. American National Insurance, and Spiritless. Grilling season is here, and you may be looking for the perfect wine pairing for your delicious summer cooking. The Federalist offers a lineup of American craft wines that are bold, full-bodied, and crafted with as much quality and character as the men they celebrate. Each bottle featuring audacious takes on traditional styles. The Federalist is the perfect companion to anything that you're grilling up tonight. You can use promo code TDF20 to get 20% off your first bottle at uncork.com. Cheers, everyone. To Dine For the Podcast is brought to you by American National, offering a broad suite of insurance solutions to protect what matters most to you. For 115 years, American National has remained committed to helping people and communities make a real difference in their lives. American National supports great local community organizations led by the kind of people you hear about on To Dine For, people who are inspired to make a difference and inspire others in return. American National's philosophy is helping where it's needed helps us all. For a description of the American National companies, the products they write, and the states in which they're licensed, visit americannational.com dine. If you listen to this podcast, you know I love a great founder story. That's why I love the story of Kentucky 74 from Spiritless. Three young women from Louisville, Kentucky, who had the idea for a healthier bourbon. Healthier in the sense it has no alcohol. So you can have an evening cocktail with no guilt and almost no calories. It is so delicious. I love to squeeze an orange slice, a couple of dashes of bitters, shake it with ice, and then strain it into a beautiful glass and just kick back. If you'd like to try a bottle of Spiritless, you can use promo code to dine for to get free shipping. Welcome to To Dine For, the podcast where we meet the world's most creative and innovative minds at their favorite restaurant. On today's episode is Kanika Talver. Career confusion comes from the idea that we're scared to make a decision that we know we need to make in order to find that career happiness and the peace that we deserve. Are you ready for a career change? Have you been thinking about it for a while? Well, then this podcast is for you. Meet the CEO and founder of Career Rehab. Her name is Kanika Talver. She focuses on helping career transformations for students, professionals, and retirees. She provides career coaching programs, events, webinars, and digital resources to help people reach their career goals. Her book is called Career Rehab, Rebuild Your Personal Brand and Rethink the Way You Work. I can't wait for you to hear my interview with Kanika Talver. Kanika, thank you so much for being on To Dine For The Podcast. Hey, how you doing? 
Good. I am so excited to hear your story. I've just been reading all about you and your career journey. It sounds like a fascinating one, but I'm going to start this podcast the way I start all of my podcasts by asking the guest their favorite restaurant. So I know you live in the DC area and if you could take me anywhere, where would you take me and why? Wow. DC has a lot of amazing, great places to eat, as mm-hmm. you know. Um, yes. This is this is the nation's capital, so there's so many amazing restaurants. So I would, if you were coming in town and we were going into D.C. into the city, you know, I would probably take you to the Hamilton. The Hamilton. Yes, it's it's a restaurant in downtown D.C. It has a very nice environment. It also downstairs has like a place where they have live entertainment. It has, you know, a lot of good American food. It has chicken, fish, burgers. It has steaks, but it has like a very nice scenic view of the city. Oh, okay. Also has like this really nice vibe to it for people that are really love live entertainment and yes. see bands and going to see different singers and local acts and even some people that come in town to perform. So I would say the Hamilton restaurant. It sounds like the Hamilton is a place that you would take out of town guests. Yeah, I would say out of town guests. I go there a lot. Definitely is a nice vibe for people that want to have the tourist type experience. Is DC where you grew up? Yes, I've been in DC my entire life. I actually... I um, was born in D.C. I was educated and raised in Prince George's County, Maryland, which okay. is like 15 minutes right outside of D.C. in the suburbs. But I was you know, my parents are from D.C. They're from northeast D.C. And, um, you know, I live in Maryland myself now. But if I go out of town, if someone asks me where I'm from, I tell them D.C. because mm-hmm. it's easier to explain. But yes. yeah, I live right outside D.C. and I've worked in D.C. my entire career. All right. So you have a business called Career Rehab. You have a book called Career Rehab. And there's yes. And she's she's showing me a picture of her book right now. It is a first of all, a really brilliant name because, you know, rehab shows on TV and HGTV are so hot that it visually explain something that is actually hard to picture for some people, which is transforming their career. And especially if they feel stuck or don't know where to go, they really do need a rehab. But I want to back up two steps to find out your background and how you got to the point where you had the expertise to talk about rehabbing a career. Something must have happened in your career. And I'm I'm interested to hear that. Yes, there was a aha moment kind of led to career rehab. So I'm going to back up. So um, I've been in the IT industry my entire career. I graduated from a historically black college and university called Bowie State University, where mm-hmm. I have my bachelor's degree in, in computer technology. So when I got out of college, I decided that, you know, I wanted to, you know, work in the federal government tech space. You know, I had already been working in the federal government as an intern my entire time working in school because I, I, I stayed local. I didn't go out of state. So I would go to school. I would go to work at the Department of HUD, Housing, Urban Development. Mm-hmm. 
And then as I got out of school, I decided to go into private sector for a year and I came back into government. So I spent a lot of my time working as a federal government employee. And as, as everyone knows here in D.C. that the federal government is it's a huge part of our workforce. It's a huge mm-hmm. part of the jobs here. But, you know, I was always innovative. I was always really, you know, had an entrepreneurial spirit. And I got to a place within my career where I was working at a job where I had been there for five and a half years. I had four different managers. I was very unhappy. Mm-hmm. And I said, you know, I need to really reinvent myself. I'm the youngest person on my team. A lot of time in tech, I am the only black person or mm-hmm. the or the only female. So I said, you know, instead of me putting all this responsibility back on the employer, let me take back career ownership. Hmm. This was around 2014-ish. I said, I'm going to check myself into career rehab. (laughs) This is just me just thinking about people checking themselves into rehab, right? (laughs) You know, because I I grew up in a city where a lot of people use drugs. A lot of people had substance abuse problems. So I said, let me take this negative thing of rehab and turn it into a positive. Okay, this is hilarious, Kanika, because how did I start this? When I read your book title, Career Rehab, I instantly think of like HGTV, like a house rehab, like we're going to completely retrofit a house and like make it better. And you thought of like alcohol rehab, which is totally different, but still it's about transformation, right? And and both of the analogies are mentioned in the book, like, you know, rehabbing uh, real estate properties or or a house or home. But in my mind, I was like this 12 step program, right? You know, (laughs) I need this 12 step program. It only works if you work it. (laughs) Right, right. So I said, you know, I'm gonna check myself into career rehab and I'm gonna reinvent myself. So I read a lot of personal branding books about a lot of amazing authors. And then I said, you know, I'm gonna leave the federal government and go into private sector. Mm. Everyone knows that in the DC area, a lot of people don't leave their federal government job, their good right. government, we call it a good government job, mm-hmm. to go into private sector because you have all of these benefits. Right. And so I said, you know, I'm like at this time 30 maybe mm-hmm. a little under 30. I said, I, I, I don't have any children. Mm-hmm. I'm going to go ahead and leave and go into work at a private company, a big four consulting firm by the name of Deloitte mm-hmm. found me online and found my resume. Cause I reinvented my resume. I reinvented my LinkedIn profile. I started studying a lot of new skill sets. And I said, wow, this big company wants me to come work at it. And I mm-hmm. have been in the government and I've been in you know, thinking really small and not thinking on a global level. So it started with me. And I said, you know what, I'm going to take back career ownership. I'm going to stop blaming the four different managers, the toxic work environment, and I'm going to do something about it. Instead of me staying in an environment where most of the employees have been there for 25 years, 15 years, they were, they were very complacent. And then from there, like when I did that, I shared my story and then I started career coaching. Okay. So let me stop you there. Cause this is fascinating. So when you first begin your career rehab journey, it was really to get you out of a toxic environment and you knew you were made for more. You had a lot of get up and go and innovation. You actually wanted to work harder, but you were in an environment that was kind of stifling you. Am I right? Yes. I would wake up in the morning and I was tell my husband, like, I don't want to go here. Mm-hmm. I got to the point where I had emotionally checked out. Yes. Emotionally and professionally checked out. You know, when you have different leadership coming and going, 
when you don't feel like you don't have no passion connected to the work that you're doing, you, you know, by default, being a young woman at the time, I had emotionally and professionally checked out. And I said, this not me. You know, I yes. am a rock star. I need to take my rock star skill sets and my mindset somewhere where I will be valued. So, at, at, you know, the, the interesting thing about life is it is a journey and it sounds like you had all the seeds of an entrepreneur, but maybe at that moment you didn't know it. You almost had to go to the private sector before you really stepped into who you really are. Tell me about that piece of your journey, because at some point you decided that this isn't working either. I really have to embody this and go out on my own. Yeah. So, you know, when I stepped out and went to go work for the private sector, the first thing that I learned when I got to Deloitte was that my network was my responsibility. And that was huge. The first day we got there, they're like, we're not going to tell you how to network. We're not going to show you how to network. We're not going to show you how to, you know, build new relationships with new people. It's going to be your responsibility to really sit in this place and figure out how you're going to create a networking strategy. Mm. So in the book, I have a chapter called networking like a hustler. Mm. Right. So that's where I said, I'm going to embody this hustler mentality. DC is a a big hustle and bustle city. Mm -hmm. Um, I'm going to learn how to network. So when I got there, I started to see myself as a more like a brand, right? Yes. You know, I was so used to being in my little cubicle within the government and I saw myself as being an employee there. Quickly, when I got into private sector, as I talk about in my book, I shifted my mindset from being an employee to being a brand. Mm, And what does that mean? So when you, okay, because I think that'll be helpful for people who maybe think they want to be a brand, but they don't exactly know what that means. What does that mean to you? What it means to me as a professional and as an entrepreneur, what it means to me is that an employee goes to work and they do what they're told, but they don't go above and beyond to stand out, Mm. right? They do what they're told. It doesn't mean that they're not a successful person because they're an employee, but a brand creates a unique product or service Mm -hmm. that helps them stand out beyond other people, other companies. So a personal brand in my mind is that, hey, I have something unique to offer. I am a product, right? And if Mm -hmm. I put myself up on a shelf, would I want to buy myself? And if I felt Mm -hmm. like I didn't want to buy myself, then there needs to be some career rehab work that needs to take place for me to really develop and nurture and create a personal brand where employers, hiring managers and recruiters will see me the way that I need to be seen. We'll have more on this conversation in just a minute. But first, thank you to our sponsors. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. 
PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. If you're like me, there are times when you want to feel like you're having a fancy cocktail, but you don't actually want the alcohol. So I love Kentucky 74 from Spiritless. It's a distilled, non-alcoholic spirit for your favorite bourbon cocktails, but with just 15 calories per serving and none of the guilt. You can pre-order your bottle today at spiritless.com. Use the promo code to dine for to get free shipping. To Dine For the podcast is brought to you by American National, offering a broad suite of insurance solutions to protect what matters most to you. There's a funny thing about most insurance commercials, whether they feature lizards or birds or funny cartoon characters. It seems like they want you to think about anything but insurance. American National, on the other hand, has real local agents who get to know you so they can help you reach better decisions about your insurance to make sure you're protecting what matters most to you. American National agents are part of your community. They're your neighbors. So whether it's solutions for your home, your small business, your farm, or your life, you can count on your local American National agent to make sure you get the discounts you deserve and the protection you need without paying for extras you don't. With American National, you get an ally, not just a web page. For a description of the American National companies, the products they write in the states in which they're licensed, visit AmericanNational.com slash dine. Grilling season is here, and you may be looking for the perfect wine pairing for your delicious summer cooking. The Federalist offers a lineup of American craft wines that are bold, full-bodied, and crafted with as much quality and character as the men they celebrate. Each bottle featuring audacious takes on traditional styles. The Federalist is the perfect companion to anything that you're grilling up tonight. You can use promo code TDF20 to get 20% off your first bottle at uncork.com. Cheers, everyone. Now back to our conversation. When people come to you because they do for career rehab and they say to you that they would like to become a brand, take me through the first couple steps you do with them to get them to re- maybe realize that what, what is unique about them? The first thing that I do is that I really want people to understand when they go to the career rehab process, I, it's in the book, I call it the career rehab diagnosis, mm-hmm. right? We have to diagnose like what's, it's like more like a, a survey or an assessment. Mm-hmm. We have to do some reflection on what's going on with your career now and where you're trying to go. Because mm-hmm. a lot of times I think when it's no, it's no different than someone comes into your house and the contractor says, hey, I'm going to rebuild your house or I'm going to renovate your house or I'm going to give your house a facelift. They have to come in and assess, oh, you need some new appliances, you need some new paint. You you know, they have to come in and assess the things that needs to be gutted out. Yes. And the things that need to be put back in to make you stand out as a personal brand. Right. And and also, what do you want the house to look like? Right. That's very personal. It's it's very personal. So it's it's like, what do I want my career to look like? What is my career floor plan? Because we're talking about houses here. (laughs) What is my career floor plan going to look like? Do I want to knock down that wall? Do I want to put in those stainless steel appliances? 
Do I want to put in more modern furniture? What type of rooms do I want to be seen in? Mm. So the first thing is that we go through this career rehab diagnosis and we sit down and we assess where they are and where they're trying to go. The second thing is that I really want people before they jump into figuring out what industry they want to go down, what degree they want to seek, what certification that they want to go after. The first thing I try to do is make them understand that we need to identify your strengths and your passions and your weaknesses, Mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. There may be some knowledge gaps that we need to work on as far as the things that you want to accomplish, but I want you to lean into what you're passionate about and what you're naturally good at. So we can align you with those job titles or job roles that will help you thrive and be better in any industry that you decide to go down. Then the weaknesses is just, well, what skill sets do you lack that you know you need that are in alignment with your strengths and your passions or the job titles you're trying to seek? That's really the first step. What do most people, when you, especially at this first stage, what do the most people not know? Or what do you wish they had done a better job of thinking through? One thing that they really don't know is that they don't know that they already have a personal brand inside of them, but they really, they haven't really figured out a way to articulate their personal brand online or through their resume. So a lot of times when I look at personal branding, I look at you or I look at other people, they have some digital assets, Mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. And a lot of times we don't figure out that we are beyond our resume and our LinkedIn profile. We are bigger than that. And we have to find a one piece of content that we can create that is different from every other applicant, every other professional. And I think that we get scared to do that on social media because we think people are going to look at us in a bad way because we're bragging or we, but we can create a book, a YouTube channel. We can create a podcast show. Mm-hmm. We can create a, a blog post. And that, that one little piece could separate you from everyone else that's going for the same opportunity that you're going for. One of the things that you say when you're talking about not only your company, but also your book, you say you help people create the career of their dreams and really stop them when they, when they take a look at what's holding them back in their life. What do you think is the one thing that is holding people back from having the career and life of their dreams? Fear. Really? And how do you overcome that? Fear is something that I think that we all have experienced within our career. You know, if I had to be honest, leaving my good government job and going into private sector, that was the most anxious, fearful moment of my career. People told me that you're ruining your life. You're you're ruining your career. You're going to leave your government job to go into private sector. Mm -hmm. I think listening to so many people really created a lot of career confusion, a lot of career worry, a lot of career fear, because I felt confused. I knew deep down what I wanted to do. And I think so many other professionals deep down know exactly what they want to do with their career or with their personal brand, but they don't know that the hardest decision could actually make their life easier. Mm, That's really good. The hardest decision could make their life easier. Wow. The hardest decision 
made my life so much easier when I let go of all of the people that were naysayers, all of the people that were scared to do what I decided to do were trying to tear me down. And I think when we're in this digital society of social media, fear comes from self-comparison. Yes. You know, instead of being the flow, you going with the flow. Ooh, yes. You know, so fear can come from the news. What what, what are we hearing about the job market right now? Fear can come from my mom and my auntie, they, they had this straight and narrow government career and, and I'm going against the grain. So I think career confusion comes from the idea that we're scared to make a decision that we know we need to make in order to find that career happiness and the peace that we deserve. Mm. And most people, I think, choose safety and security over even happiness. Because they would rather be unhappy but know what's coming than have the fear of the unknown but possible happiness. I think that really is something in the human condition that is universal, don't you? I agree with you so much. I think that we are willing to stay safe and put our sanity at risk. Yes. We have been conditioned Mm -hmm. throughout generations, throughout family, throughout discussions, Throughout the, you know, even when you're raised as a young girl, there's certain things that your parents instill in you that that they make they make you feel like you can order you can only stay safe if you stay in these constraints and these totally. conditions. And growing up, you just you 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 start to really develop that mindset. And some of us really, like myself, just wanted to spread my wings. Mm, yes, and and you know. Being a part of career rehab and redesigning and reimagining your career isn't always, you know, it can be about the entrepreneurial journey, but it could be about, you know, even staying within the government and and re-looking at your your career path differently. It doesn't necessarily mean you're going to be an entrepreneur like you did, but I think it was pretty clear early on that you had what it took and the risk aversion because that's what it takes, right? It takes being willing to put yourself out there and and really risking a lot to do something like you did. Did you have a moment or an aha moment where you realized that the entrepreneurial path was really your path and you had to go for it? So to be honest with you, just to give you a little bit of context that I am still a professional, you know, in the, in the federal government tech mm-hmm. space. So I want to give you this. So this is a side hustle. Oh, no, 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 no. Let me me correct you real quick. I treat the job like the side hustle. The business is the main hustle. Wow. Interesting. So, so, so I'm going to explain this to you. So you you about to go on a little ride. So no, this is good. I have three personas in my book or three alter egos in my book, the cool geek, the corporate rebel and the career dropout. So the cool geek is you know, I like to wear nice frames. I love technology. IT woman. <laughs> I'm an IT woman. I yes. like nice, fresh, dope sneakers. <laughs> um, corporate rebel is that I go against the grain. Mm-hmm. I am the one that's going to stand out at work. I'm going to focus on equality, focus mm-hmm. on the things that are not, you know, you know, diversity and inclusion. I'm going to focus on more Black women and Black people getting into tech. So corporate rebel is that I fight for the things that I believe in within the technology industry. Mm. And the second thing is I'm a career dropout. 
Meaning that I am dating my job, but I'm married to the dream. Ooh, I like that. All right. And what is the dream for you? The dream is career rehab, the business, right? The dream is to continue to be the most amazing keynote speaker and author and thought leader and to continue to be able to help other people realize that they can create an epic career through the things that I have produced in my book and in my career coaching practice through career rehab. So I always tell people I date jobs. I don't, I'm not, I'm not tied to any one job. Mm -hmm. I'm tied to my business, my passion, my dreams. And the great thing about career rehab is that you don't have to choose. Right, right. And that's, isn't that the beauty of the moment right now? Like as so many people are reimagining their careers, everyone is thinking, you know, what is going to personally make me feel fulfilled and where can I contribute? And so that's why I feel like your work right now is so of the moment. It is so on trend. And I'm just wondering, what is it like for you personally to see someone that you've worked with get in a better place? You know, when I wrote the book, the book came out, Career Rehab came out at the beginning of the pandemic. I wrote the book all 2019. Okay. And the book, the pandemic came came and started in 2020, right? I had a chapter in the book called The Fearless Resignation mm. before the great resignation came out, right? So what the Gen Y and Gen Zs are doing, if you've seen the articles that the, the younger generation, you know, I'm in my 30s, but the people younger than me, mm-hmm. they are fearlessly resigning. Yes, they are. Quitting out. out. I'm out. Gone. Yes. <laughs> you know, no, no two-week notice. Yes. yes. <laughs> Nothing like that. So I would say that one thing that I have recognized through my work being published during the pandemic and so many people reading my book is the things that I, the type of feedback that I've received is that. I love when people no longer have fear, they have Mm -hmm. career faith. Mm -hmm. I love to see when women that look like me or that are younger than me, they're transforming themselves from being an employee to being a a personal brand and they're receiving six-figure salaries Mm -hmm. in tech. I love when people say, hey, I got a job at a Fortune 500 company because I worked on my personal brand based upon the things that you provided in the book. Mm-hmm. And then I love that some people want to be career dropouts and they're saying, I'm actually pivoting into tech or mm-hmm. I'm pivoting into a new industry. Cause a career dropout could be someone that is a career changer or someone that's leaving their job to be an entrepreneur. What piece of advice would you give? Cause there's going to be a lot of people who listen to this podcast who are kind of right in that spot that you were in, right? Where you're feeling like, God, I don't want to go to work. I don't even know what's next for me. I want to do something different. I'm not sure what that is. What advice speak to those people right now? I would tell people to really have enough power to become the architect of your own career. Find mm. that little bit of power, a little bit of strength that you have. I know that you may feel weary, you may feel tired, you may feel confused, you may feel scared to make that career change or to leave that job that you've been comfortable in for a long time, or even to feel like you wanna reach for a promotion. Find that level of strength deep inside of you because it's still there and figure out a way 
to turn your anxiety into accomplishments. Mm. Because we're living in a very anxious period within the world right now. And I think we all have anxiety about our finances, about our careers, about our next step forward with our businesses. And the best way for us to turn our anxiety into accomplishments is to turn that anxious energy into creating a plan, creating a plan for what we desire. And it can be as simple as getting a journal and sketching out what you desire you want for your career, taking training online, you know, doing online videos, updating your resume, you know, updating your LinkedIn profile, really aligning your goals. I always say to tell people that we have to align our resume, our LinkedIn profile, and our personal brand for our future with our future and not our past. Right. And not even our current moment. Like really think future. You're absolutely right. A lot of people, everything reflects exactly who they are right now, but it's not with who do I want to be in mind. Yes. If we align ourselves with our future and not our past, more opportunities are going to open up for us. More skill sets we're going to gain that we didn't have in the past. I want everyone to realize that it's okay if your career needs a facelift. It needs a little bit of cosmetic mm-hmm. surgery. Mm-hmm. It's, it's, it's perfectly fine because we all have to go through periods of times where we have to continue to evolve and reinvent ourselves but create a plan and every day just focus on little bit of pieces of time of working that plan. How do people find you? Do you find that like as far as clients who want to rehab their career, are they reading your book and then reaching out to you? Is it word of mouth? How are the most people finding Kanika? Twitter and LinkedIn is where I post the most far as from a social media perspective. I'm not a big TikToker yet (laughs) uh, and things like that. But I really, if if you really want to reach out and really stay up to date with my content, my weekly Twitter spaces, you want to stay up to date with videos and things like that. That's where I post majority of of my content on Twitter and LinkedIn. I don't offer one-on-one coaching anymore. I, I am going to be offering career rehab academy okay where that's going to be more of a group but for the most part people i tell the book that the book is like a career coaching session on steroids and and it's only going to cost you 1999 <laughs> everything that i would tell you in person or on video it's pretty much in the book and there's so many great case studies of past clients at the end of each chapter that adhere to some of that advice and they kind of share their story and other experts. But I would say that the best thing is to start with reading the book and also following my updates on at careerrehabacademy.com. And also, you know, first of all, thank you. I've really enjoyed this conversation a lot. And I feel like everyone needs to have hope because you've been in a bad work situation. I've been in a bad work situation. We've all had that. You know, it's it's sort of like a a, a common human experience, right? Of knowing you want to do something else and not knowing how to get there. So I feel like your information, your expertise is so valuable. And I just really value your time today. So thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I appreciate you so much. Thanks for listening to To Dine For The Podcast. For more information on the show, the guests, and the podcast, head to todinefortv.com. You can find us on Instagram at todinefortv and Facebook at todinefor with Kate Sullivan. 
Thanks to the sponsors of To Dine For The Podcast, American National, Spiritless, and Terlato Wine Group. Special thank you to producer and sound editor John Golmer. To the loyal followers of this program, cheers, stay hungry, and stay inspired. I'll see you back at the table soon. A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare tri-term medical plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare tri-term medical plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.